Hey, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Afternoon Morning Show. My name is Chris Mueller. I'm joined, as always, by Vinny Kiamko. Yeah. Hello. So, and it's just us because Megan had a baby. Man, which nerve. is it's exciting, right? They but, didn't know, you know it was exciting. It went. It seemed to go by so fast. Yeah. Well, at one point, you couldn't tell she was pregnant, and then all of a sudden, she just was. It was. It was weird. Like, whoa. No, it really was. And maybe because we, we did take a bit of a sabbatical we there did. around uh, the holidays, and you know, the loss of my father, all that going on. But yeah, we came back and was like, holy, yeah, huh? hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. congratulations to Megan. Yay! That's number two. It's fine. Off to two. Wow. I, you threw me off for a sec. I was like, what is he saying? Oh, yeah, I like to funny. mix a little German in every now and then just to keep people guessing. It is the language of your people. I only speak about, uh, like I speak maybe five, six phrases, but I've I, convinced my kids I'm fluent. <laughs> your kids just think you're fluent. <laughs> my son, who's now taking German in high school, is like, wait a minute. Hold hold the phone. Half of what you said doesn't mean what you said. Yeah. yeah so it's exciting. Yeah. Well, that's like one of my buddies. Um, he can only say one phrase in Italian. Yo capisco un po' l'italiano, ma non molto bene. Blowing me away, Chris. There you go. I, I am multilingual. Multilingual for like a <laughs> sentence or two. I can pretty much say I speak a little Italian, not very in, well. In Italian. Yeah. yeah. No, but he can say I eat the plate in Italian. He's going to listen to this and know that I'm exactly talking about him. Io mangia? I have no idea. Yeah, it's really funny though because he says it and everybody's like, oh, and they <laughs> tells him what it is and they go, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, but so uh, today on the show, I wanted to deal with politics. Uh, yeah. This and is... half our listeners just tuned out. Oh, yeah. Which, I got really excited to come in and then you said politics. Well, it's, yeah. And I don't necessarily want to talk about politics. I want to talk about just I, I feel like people are just not paying attention in greater numbers than ever. Well, yeah. But I think part of that, too, is people have kind of gone numb. Yeah. It's the inundated with so much information. Oh, totally. That people just check out. No. Yeah. I, I think that's true. I, you know, it's, it, we just had the release of the, the Mueller report, which I would like to call the Mueller report because he's, his last name, Robert Mueller is how his name is spelled because it's spelled like my name. Oh, really? Yeah. I know the, the FBI director, former FBI director who was the, um, the whatever counsel. Yeah. Uh, he, a special counsel. His last name is his his name is Robert M U E L L E R, like us Mueller, which I have to now, I have to now explain every time I see somebody You're because they're so used to hearing Mueller <clears throat> that they that go, oh, Mueller. it's Mueller. No, it's no, Mueller. Mueller. No, no, I'm pretty sure it's Mueller. No, I'm no. I'm pretty sure it's not. It's Mueller. <laughs> when you have to explain to them, no, 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 my name is yeah. said this one. They go, no, I'm not. Yeah, no. M U Umlaut L L E R. Umlaut Mueller. That's the German Mueller. Mine's closer than Mueller. But actually, it's the most common name in Germany. Really? It is, yeah. Mueller. Mueller. M-U-Umlaut. Nobody can say my last name. I get Kiamko, yeah? Well, then there's that. Well, you're hyphenated. I am hyphenated, yeah. yeah. No, but people it's like- It's because you're a modern woman. I'm, so. and I rock it. <laughs> Sorry, I was, anyway. I so, am a, anyways. <laughs> can we get back to what we're talking about? So the, the Mueller report did come out, and it, what it, it essentially said was that Trump did not collude with the Russians. And there was some other, there was some hemming and hawing and he, you know, did Trump obstruct the actual investigation? Was he cooperative? No. However, I, I do think that there's a, there's a part that goes, well, that's because he knew that the investigation was just a witch hunt. And so he wasn't very cooperative yeah. because he's Trump and he has temper tantrums and yep. that's what he does. I mean, that's, we, you know, if you didn't catch on to who Donald Trump is, you haven't been paying, been paying yeah. attention. 
But but what we found out from the release of this report was that there is no evidence of any collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russian government. And in fact, if you look at the record, Trump has been more hardline on Russia than Obama ever was or than Bush mm. ever was. But we have this narrative that says, no, no, he's a Russian spy or he's a planner, yeah. he's the thing. And I feel like I think part of the reason people are tuning out in greater numbers is everyone's hair is on fire all the time. Yeah. This is it is a common thing for stories to come out where they say, oh, well, this is the end of the world's coming, blah, blah, blah. And then like the week later, it, it, it's proven to be false. And then and then there's never any retraction or it's like, yeah. oh, we messed up. Um, and there's no facts in it anymore. Every story you read is political commentary. It's not factual reporting. There's no factual. Reporting. Well, yeah, and, and every every outlet for information is a biased one way or another. Oh, yeah. And the like. That I mean, to even even leaning away from politics, like things that go up on YouTube or things like that, it gets buried. Oh yeah, within totally. a week it gets buried, and right. then everybody forgets. Like that, literally that five seconds of the fame. news cycle is so fast right now. Yeah, so fast. I mean, and, and part of that is because it, we do have President Donald J. Trump. Yeah, um, and he, I mean, he had like fifty tweets over the weekend. Did he really? 50 tweets. See, I was, just, and, but that was because I haven't been looking. Right. Yeah. And I just I've been like, oh man. He yeah. hasn't said a whole lot that I have yeah. to remind myself because I'm not on, well, and, <laughs> I'm not and, on the social medias right now. And there's something very cool about that. Like, um, I, and I unplugged all weekend. I didn't, I had no idea that the Mueller report had come out and that mm. this had happened. And so I, I got in the car, drive my kids to school on Monday or kid, because we're in this weird situation for half our kids are on spring break and one isn't, not half actually. Uh, most. Yeah, most of our kids. Um, and then I started to hear reports. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't hear anything about that all weekend. Uh, and apparently it, it, it was a big deal. And yeah. Who knew? But it was so refreshing to actually come in on Monday and just get news as it was like. As it was happening, basically. Yeah, or after it happened. It wasn't like, you know, the breathless sort of thing, you know. Um, well, you, you kind of take notice about it a little more because you're like, wait a minute. That yeah. happened this weekend? And then you look a little more and all the stuff. Yeah. That, it, that's what I'm enjoying, though, is that I'll hear things and go, wait, what had happened? Yeah. They, there's also, I mean, I feel like I retain better. Because I'm not inundated by it. That's totally true. I'm, I retain that information better because it's so drastically different than what I was hearing or lack of hearing. Yeah. And, and on the one hand, in the modern media, you've got so many more voices, so you can get more opinions, more points of view. Yeah. The problem is the algorithms kind of uh, favor the most extreme points of view. Yeah. Right. And so if you are a a liberal Democrat, you're going to go over to the people who are wearing genital hats, right? Yeah. Um, if you are a conservative Republican, you're going to go over to the white nationalist. I mean, it's yeah. going to push you those directions. And I'm not, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm a fairly conservative guy, yeah. not a huge fan of the person of Donald J. Trump, although I feel like he actually has done what he said he would do. And that's what yeah. people voted for him to do. Mm -hmm. So in that respect, you know, whatever. Um, but like, I, it, it's just, there's so the extremes. Now you get more voices. That's great. But once upon a time, news had a filter. Like you you woke up and you had the morning paper mm. and then you probably had the evening news. And so you weren't, it wasn't like this constant, <laughs> constant, constant, you know? Yeah. And, and I feel like it, it, it's just, there's no filter on information mm. anymore. You know, whether that be politics or whatever, it's just constant and it's just coming in. Yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, I don't watch the news anymore, but I know like growing up with my parents, there was like this weird shift of like, there was always something to be said to fill the time. Like they, they you know, they had, how they do the hour slots. They do the morning, midday, right, um, afternoon, and evening. And there was always 
something, but then I don't know, like it feels like in recent years, the like happy go lucky what's happening locally for you has gotten less. Like I remember, right, yeah. I remember in Vista, we would do the strawberry festival right? and yeah. the local news, they'd be like, we're at the strawberry festival and yeah. you would see friends on TV and then they would have, now it's like, yep. this is happening this weekend and in other news. Yep. And it's, we're going to go live to chip Montana. What's yep. going on chip? Well, I'm here with a water skiing squirrel and it's fantastic. Take a look at that little guy. Go. Here's Dude. his happy owner. Well, he just we just learned he could water ski at a very young age for a squirrel, and was quite impressed. Well, there you go, back to you. <laughs> and you know those, yeah, we don't have this. I, I just, yeah, I miss those sort of, yeah, local flavor stories. Mm, yeah, you, you don't know? get those. You don't get those anymore. But it, and everything's such a big deal. Everything's like, this person said this, and it's like, well, I said something like that the other day. Yeah. Well, and, okay. And the standards of journalism, if you have a a anonymous source that's not a story yeah that's not a story but like there's been so many of headlines these breathless headlines yeah. about you know like oh trump is gonna blow up the moon or whatever yeah. and and it's why one source a anonymous source that's that's gossip yeah right that it, there's no there's no corroboration there's and, mm. and because the 24-hour news cycle is so fast no one wants to get scooped no one wants to miss the story so people just jump with the story and I think the consumer, you know, me and you, yeah. we're like, yeah, screw it. I'm done. Or well, if they're speaking to your narrative, you're like, that's right. Ah, yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. It's, it's frustrating. And, and the, the, the thing about that too is like you go in and they did this big headline, but then when you finally kind of get, it's funny, you read articles and they, you get to the bottom and there are some things that kind of negate from what the big headline was, or there's a little more information oh, absolutely. that makes the headline so much less right. atrocious or attacking. Oh, this morning I was, I was reading articles to prep for the show and I, I was, you know, I was looking at the politics stuff saying, well, maybe we should get into politics. And I know that that's not necessarily the flavor <laughs> of this show, but I was like, well, you know, it's yeah. going on. Um, and I, it was amazing how many articles I read, I would start reading it and this, this kind of breathless headline, I'd get into the article and I'm like, this isn't what that, no. this article's not about that. No. There's one line, but you continue and it's, yeah. it's something totally different, you know? Well, and, and I, I think one of our past conversations, we appeal so much more to the heart, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's not always on point. Right. You know? And so the big headlines appeal to somebody's emotions knowing that most people aren't going to think through yeah. it. Well, I think as a cult as a culture we've given up on reason and we've just doubled down on emotion. Yeah. And so every truth is how you feel. It's mm -hmm. not what is actually happening. Yeah. You know, and that's why you can have dudes competing as women in, yeah. in track competitions. Well, and e even in stuff like that, like there's this minority of people with the loudest voices that get noticed. Yeah. But then I've talked to some amazing people on whatever subject you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if, even if we're going to, I'm sorry, leaning into like, like the homosexual agenda and, and, and things like that of, of the LGBTQ, whatever other letters are, are there. Right. Yeah. And with one of my cousins who is gay and married, God bless them, the lovely people. And, and they know where I stand. But we like at a party, we were just having a quick conversation because they asked me, they're like, well, so what does the church say on this? And I was like, well, what do you guys think? Because this is literally what we're hearing. And they go, yeah, no, that's not where I stand right. on that. And, and, and like this, the minority of 
the minority of people with the loudest voices make these big headlines when probably I would say maybe 60, 50, 60% of the people that get grouped in with them right. don't necessarily share the the full or like idea or really any of it. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, they paint Christianity with this broad brush yeah. that is not, you know, you're, you're looking at the Westboro Baptist and they say, yeah. well, that's what Christians are. And they're like, no, that's not that's what not, Christians no. are. You know, it's interesting. I was, I was writing the, um, the reflections for the next two weeks for the weekly word. Cause we're going to go on a little family vacation. I didn't want to miss it. And we, we have the story of the prodigal son coming up um, pretty soon. Mm. And that Sunday uh, Jesus, St. Paul is talking about Jesus and, and, he, and he's talking about how Christ's mission was reconciliation. Mm. He came to reconcile us to the Father, right? And we are partakers in that mission. We're now called to be reconcilers. Mm. So if, as you are in Christ, you share in the mission of Christ, right? Yeah. And Amen. I think, gosh, man, like what if Christians literally like that was our heart was to reconcile each other and to reconcile each other to the father. What mm. if we were the lost who've been found seeking to find the lost, you know, mm. and that, how does that change your narrative? So maybe, okay, I'm not, again, I'm not going to abandon what I believe is yeah. true. What is the teachings of the church, the revelation of God through the scriptures. But what if my approach was not to condemn, but to save, mm. how would I, and, and you look at Jesus, that's in Jesus approach. It's yeah. not to, con, he came not to condemn, but to yeah. save. Right. And you have the woman caught in adultery also coming up in the liturgy mm. of the word. Jesus, uh, you know, <clears throat> let, let let him among you who's without sin cast the first stone. Yeah. And, then, you know, and that gets misused so often, right? Well, we can't judge. You cast the first stone yeah. and you're you without sin, blah, blah, blah. But, but he gets through the whole thing. His mission isn't to say, oh, well, your adultery is fine. I'm not going to judge yeah. you. He looks at her and says, well, if they don't condemn you, I don't either. Now go and don't sin anymore. Yeah. Right. Like it's, yeah. There's that cat. There's, there's that loving caveat right at the very end of, of here's where you're at. I'm not judging you. They're not judging you. But go and sin no more. Do, like, make the changes in your life. Right. I don't want you in the middle of a mob of angry guys yeah. with rocks again. Go change your yeah. life. Right. Like that. Well, that like, <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> like if this it, is not a good situation yeah. for you. Right? I mean, if you're sitting there going, this is just another Tuesday. Yeah. There's no. something disordered. Cause it's like, you, there's this, this is not normal. This is not okay. Cause not only is it pitting brother against brother, but then there's a majority of people looking at one person. You look at the, you look at politics and that tends to, what it turns into. It turns into a lynch mob. Oh, it turns into, oh, we're super in lynch mob mode right now. Yeah. Oh, we're cyber mobs all over right now. And, you know, but again, I think the gospel speaks that, hey, if, if just side note, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, wow, Chris is doing commentaries on the gospel, you can actually get those every week. Uh, it's called the Weekly Word Podcast. You can find it on iTunes. It's the Weekly Word with Chris Mueller. If you don't look for the Weekly Word with Chris Mueller, you're going to find a lot of other Weekly Words. And you can also find links to that at EverydayCatholic.com. EverydayCatholic.com. Just wanted to throw that out there. Hey, did you know what? Sorry, uh, segueing. Did you know that Everyday Catholic is now on Instagram? What? Yeah. Yeah, my Wait, board, my, I didn't know that. I and I'm not a huge fan of the gram. I'll be yeah. honest. But my you, board of directors was but like, but you called it the gram. That's the way I roll. I'm pretty hip to the job. Hip to the lingo. Uh, you know, I, I've been in ministry with youth for 18 years, so uh, it's like it I'm practically a teenager. I was on Instagram I and I bailed <laughs> it, and now I'm back on it. Well, Everyday Catholic yeah. is on Instagram, 
But you can go there and you can see clips of the Everyday Catholic show. And you can see, like, uh, I, I put up a clip of one of our podcasts recently, the one with Chris Padgett and mm. Katie McDonald. And so you could hear a, a small segment of that. And so, yeah, back That's on the gram. That's cool. So we are everyday.catholic. Everyday.catholic. On gram. Yeah. On gram. On gram. All right. Yeah, there you go. Well, no, that, I mean, that's that's cool, though. Yeah. Um, something like I, I took away from from the whole Chris Padgett and Judy McDonald uh, episode was just like having that voice out there. Like, I think that's so good because of what we're talking about. Like, media, everything happens so fast that to have a voice in media that's a little more thought through. Yeah slower more methodical you don't see that a whole lot well it's hard because i think we need like uh, back to the politics thing like i think we need to inform ourselves of what's happening in our country <laughs> we need to be uh, as catholics as christians we need to be a voice in the public mm. square like that's absolutely part of what we do um but you can't subject yourself to the constant onslaught right yeah. if that's just not fair to do to yourself mm. um and so how do you curate your news feeds yeah and because, you know, the reality is that the news is absolutely curating itself for you, right? Mm-hmm. Again, what you click, what you like. I'm reading this um, this book, uh, um, Digital Minimalism. And what they found is that the more you click things, the more likely you are to be depressed. The more you like things on social media, the more, like, the more you're engaged that huh. way. Yeah, really weird. But what if in there was a way, like, to read the news where you weren't giving them the information to funnel you? You know, and I, mm. I don't, even, I don't know what it is. Um, I, you know, I thought, um, just buying a newspaper again, but then you're getting it funneled, right? You're getting yeah. whatever that editor decided was important. Apple, did you see this? Apple just came out with, uh, Apple has like a new, like Apple plus or news. It's a news plus or whatever. Okay. Newsstand plus. I don't I don't know. I should know. I should have looked it up. I, uh, well, they're I, also coming out with like Apple TV plus, like everything's supposed to be like, well, this is a nine ninety nine. it's nine dollars and 99 cent subscription. And you get like a, like 300 plus magazines and newspapers. Um, and so you have, you can peruse whatever you want, like all these paid kind of what would typically be a paid subscription yeah. to a magazine. You get access to it. Well, that was interesting. Maybe you can, then you can pick your news sources. Yeah. But I think what it is too, is it's saying, okay, I'm not going to just sit in front of cable news. I'm not just going to listen to talk radio. I'm not just going to, uh, click you know again i think for most most people listening is probably social media where someone posts like they're angry yeah you know ah, article like i'm just not going to click those um or if i do if i see a crazy headline i'm gonna read it before i retweet it mm. and if i read it i'm also going to go and search to see wait a minute is there another side look at what the news source is too yeah like if your news source isn't a news source it's like a blog then it's probably garbage. Yeah, it's it's if it oh it's a blog, it's an opinion piece. Right, and it, it yeah, so exactly, it's an opinion piece because there are very few blogs that are actually journalists. Yeah, you know, well, and that like knowing your sources, like e- even the before I quote anything um, at an edge tonight or in a talk, whatever, I want to make sure that all of my sources are good. Yeah, there's totally. always going to be a little bit of a personal bias. Yeah, you know. Well, and I think, okay, so it's interesting because in scholarship for years, the idea was that you would try to write without bias. Yeah. It's impossible. And so now what the, the kind of the new norm in scholarship is to declare your bias. Mm. Right? Um, so that when people read it, they know what your bias yeah. is. Now, I think you also need to try to restrain it. 
but also, but going in knowing, well, this person is like a Marxist, you know, yeah. economy professor. Okay. Well, he's going to come from that slant. He's trying to write objectively, but he can't be. Or for me to say, I'm writing a history of the middle ages, but I'm coming from a Christian perspective. And so that you might see that, just, yeah. you know, that there's, I have an unconscious or a conscious bias towards, you know, the Christians yeah. as opposed to the, mm. the Muslims or whatever, you know, yeah. like that's an interesting way to do it. I, I wish maybe articles need to do that. Maybe you need to start. I, mean, I don't think like Rachel Maddow needs to, like mm. I mean, she declares pretty quickly, hey, by the way, I'm a liberal, <laughs> but something like The View, right, which claims to be a talk show, but is absolutely propaganda, yeah. or Fox News, which claims to be fair and balanced. Well, but is, yeah. No, I think every commentator should have their political affiliation right there in the corner. Yeah. You know, Democrat, Well, that's like, and then that would be it. Yeah, oh, that, and that could be it, you know. Like, that would just be it, and but then everything else would be balanced. It would be good information. Right. People can pick and choose what they want to read at that point. Yeah, that would be an interesting way to do it. Yeah, well, and even even a lot of these biases are are, are filtering into some of our schools. Like some of the conversations, even my oh, fourth dude. and fifth graders, I've I've heard like it's so heartbreaking. I'm like, you are you are what like eleven, ten or eleven, right? And it's what yeah, you know, like there there was a situation where a young man, um was called racist for a comment that had nothing to do with race. Oh yeah. Racism is, I, I, that, I'm, I'm seeing that too amongst my, my elementary school kids. Like that's a racist people. Like, and you're what? like, you don't even know what that means. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it, it, and just the way he talked, it was like, what, where is this coming from? As a fourth or a fifth grader, I was thinking about what's going on for lunch and when the Power Rangers are coming on. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because my, my, one of my kids was telling me about, and I, I don't know if they saw this as a meme or, but it was like, you know, it was a, a test for little kids. Like, who is the first black president? And it had pictures of all, like, of four presidents. And you had to pick which one was the first African-American president. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's like, hey, let's learn how to label people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I, and I, I think it's really important to recognize Barack Obama in the milestone of well, our yeah. first African-American president. Absolutely. I don't know that I like setting it up for, like, first graders to, hey, can you pick which one of these guys is African-American yeah. out of the crowd? I think that's a little weird to me. You know, and actually, I, you know, it's funny. I, I, okay, now we're getting way into different stuff. Yeah. I, you know, you look at it as a culture, I feel like we've been pushed into our tribes more and more, whether that be uh, political, whether that be cultural, yeah. whether that be racial. I think we're definitely seeing a lot of that. At the same time, I'm seeing in popular media things like um, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, right? Yep. Where you've got Miles Morales, who's, you know, yeah. he's a Puerto Rican, half Puerto Rican, half African-American kid. Yeah. Um, and my, my kid thinks he's the coolest and wants, wants a Miles Morales, yeah. you know, Spider-Man sweatshirt. You know what I mean? So like, I, I, I love that on the one hand, we're being pushed in all these groups. On the other hand, I got a kid, I got a little white kid wearing a Black Panther mask. Yeah. Right. And he doesn't think one thing about it. Like, yeah. He's Black Panther. You know what I mean? Yeah. How cool is that? That's the coolest thing ever. Well, yeah. And again, like at, at their age, yeah, it's just cool. There's, there's no affiliation. There's, there's no thought process. If it's cool, it's cool. Right. And, 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 but again, like I'm, we're, we're seeing this push of an agenda younger and younger and younger. And at what point do we sit there and go, we're stealing a part of our children's childhood of just what's cool. Well, it's hard because in an attempt to celebrate different cultures and an attempt to, um, up, uphold like, you know, multiculturalism, we're teaching tribalism. Yeah. I think that's the way I'd put yeah. that. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, even at the, 
even at San Francisco the parish we both grew up at, like there, there, even though there were all of these cultures that did a lot together. Yeah. Like I, I, I was talking to, to my mother the other day and she was, she was telling me that there's so much that, that happens, but it, there feels like this huge separation. It's not the way it used to. Like there is a celebration of all of the cultures, but everybody does. They celebrate separately. Yeah. And, right. but, and there's this, tra- so like everybody right. knows what's going on and we think that that's enough. Yeah, it's hard because you, you know, the melting pot concept yeah. is that everything sort of amalgamates into one culture. And you look at, I mean, okay, look at how the Italians kind of amalgamated into American culture. Mm. And I and I, I say that kind of, because that's partly my heritage, yeah. but pizza. Well, American pizza isn't pizza. No. But it's it's the way that Italian culture came into yeah. and was absorbed into American culture. Uh, spaghetti, you know, mm-hmm. the way we do the, you know, these macaroni and cheese. It's a, it's, you know, all of these things, you know, you look at the food stuff, it kind of amalgamated yeah. into American culture. Um, the way the Chinese have, and I, I'm talking food because it's the easiest it's e- yeah. piece of culture to bring into, you know, so I, I think if we're going to have a multicultural society, then we have to allow the, the cultures to blend together yeah. so that it, it, it's not a, it's a multicultural, mm-hmm. not, it's not many cultures. It's one yeah. multicultural. Does that make sense? Like, and so, yeah, at, at your parish, you, you know, the Singam, Singam, okay. What's the new year celebration? Simbangabi. That's what I was going to say. But, but like, why is that happening in a separate event than yeah. like the, 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 yeah. the Knights of Columbus New Year's party? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's no, they're the same. It's just, it's, we're celebrating. We can share it. Or, you know, why is the, uh, why is the, um, uh, <coughs> When they go from house to house with the baby Jesus, or to find a place to have the baby Jesus, it's in Hispanic culture. Come on now. Posadas? Posada, yeah. Okay, yeah. Why is that happening separate from, like, there's nothing about the Posada that is that is exclusively Hispanic, other than it came from yeah. Hispanic cultures. And it's not even actually universal to every Hispanic culture, yeah. right? So why why is that not something that's being mm. done for the whole parish to be part of? You know, and, and so that's, to me, that's, isn't that the goal that we, we don't have... Everybody has their little culture, and we're yeah. going to protect our little culture. It's we're gonna, it's like a watercolor where all the paint sort of blends together to make mm. a really beautiful picture. Yeah, you know, I don't know. That's just my. That's what I, I'd like to see, and I, yeah. I feel like we're moving away from that instead of moving towards that. And and so that's why I go back to popular culture, things like Black Panther or like um, Into the Spider Verse, where my kids are humming hip hop music. Yeah, um, that's in the soundtrack to. Uh, into the Spider Verse, yeah, and my my preschooler wants a, a sweatshirt to be like Miles Morales, and I go, wow, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. You know that my it, it sort of melted into our family, mm-hmm. and that's not cultural appropriation. That's mm-hmm. my kids going, this is like that. Wow, I found something yeah. neat. You there, know? there's a there's a real appreciation for it. I mean, yeah. even pulling back one of the older <clears throat> episodes that we did with the young woman who wore a prom dress. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Chinese? It was, I think I believe it was, it was, it was like a I'm not going, it, here's yeah. the thing, I'm not going to say which culture it was, yeah. because I don't know, and I'm not going to paint them all with a broad brush. Yeah, this is true. Well, was, I'm half, so <laughs> I can, I'm, I'm half Asian. Well, I've got Asian friends. I've got it, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, okay, but yeah, okay. But yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was something that was inspired by Asian culture, yeah. put it that way. Yeah, it was beautiful, and she looked cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, it, and it, it, there wasn't, there wasn't anything that she had done to make it slander in any way. It wasn't disrespectful. It was done. Tr- like we take all of these, <laughs> my favorite line is, well, your culture or my culture is not your 
whatever it is. Right. Yeah. You know? Okay. So go back uh, hundreds of years and you look at um, pasta, for instance, like pasta, I believe came over from China and then Mm -hmm. the Italians were like, oh, we can do this. This is great. Oh yeah, totally. You know what I mean? It's go time. It wasn't invented there, but they, they, they made it like, that's great. Um, High heeled shoes. That's, it's a crazy thing to think of this, but high heeled shoes were inspired by Chinese foot binding. The French, that I didn't know. Yeah, and so it was like, and it was. But imi- also, I don't wear high heels. Well, I often, so. every now and then. Uh, but it was it was an imitation of that form, right? Yeah. Okay. And and if you look at France, was at the time was really influenced by Chinese yeah. culture, right? Well, trade. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, exactly. And so that's just the way the world has always worked, and innovation has always come from the blending of cultures, yeah. right? And so, yet here in the in the 21st century, we're saying no, 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 no. Cultures have barriers and boundaries. Yeah. And if you try to take that, and it's it's an appropriation. You, you have to respect. That culture. No, you're right. You have to respect that culture. You have to respect that culture, but that doesn't mean you have to, you can't have that yeah. be part of your, and, and I, as a Southern Californian, I feel like, like, I, like we, there's, my world has been so influenced by Hispanic culture, yeah. whether that be foods or language yeah. or just mindset, that it would be completely silly for me to like stop like, well, nope, we can't have tacos anymore because that's Hispanic, that's enculturation. Yeah. It, it, it's like, no, like we've, in a sense, we... As as Southern Californians, where there's a there's a blending of the two, yeah. we're not separate anymore in the way that you know once upon a time we might have been. It yeah. doesn't mean like I'm I'm Latino. It doesn't mean that Latinos living in in Southern California are suddenly Anglo. Yeah, but it means that we we live together. Yeah, there's you know? this there's this beautiful mixing and marriage between what happens in the United States and the influence of our next closest. Right. Country. Right. You know, or largest immigration group. Yeah. You know, well, it's something that, that had just popped to mind too is the greatest gift from God and, and the way we're separated from the animals is our ability to like name and categorize and, and retain. At least scientifically, that's like one of the biggest things that separates us is that we can categorize and remember those things. Okay. Right. Yeah. Or at least that's 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 an aspect of it, and it's almost like the enemy has taken that in the complete opposite direction, which is a gift from God, and has taken it to just cause more and more division. The more we we try and and stand out and be proud, which we're absolutely allowed to do. I'm proud to be half Filipino. Are you kidding me? Um, but then it's like, well, then X, Y, and Z, you can't celebrate. It's like. Well, no, I have, I appreciate those cultures or I appreciate those differences or those political views. I don't agree with everything, but I think those have some merit to it. Right. Well, you can't, then you, if you don't believe the whole thing, then, then you don't. Right. It would be like, you know, it's like saying if my family decided like we, like we love Filipino culture and Filipinos. You're welcome. I I was actually in Artesia speaking at a parish uh, (laughs) the uh, the other day. And um, it was like the first third of the church was like little, little Filipino ladies. Oh my gosh. Best crowd to speak to ever. I mean, they were amazing. They were, they were the best. They probably Um, laughed at everything. Oh, they they laughed. They were wonderful. It was great. No, absolutely. But they all tried to feed you. No, no, no one tried to feed me, but the they, did, they cleaned out my t-shirts. Yeah. I was, I was selling t-shirts. I, I love this because in my mind, there's all these little S- Filipino seniors wearing my everyday Catholic yeah. t-shirts with the lightning bolt on mm-hmm. it, oh, man, at the gym or like, mm-hmm. it's the best thing ever. But like, so say I really, we have an affinity for a Filipino culture in our, what if then we decided, Hey, we're going to then adopt like some of the Christmas traditions, right? Yeah. And bring them into our home and celebrate yeah. that. 
like that's that should be a good thing. Yeah. Right. Or or the same thing as if we we you know said hey we really like when I was in college I went to a friend's family's house and we made tamales right around Christmas right which is a big which is tradition. the best totally. What's to now? But if I said well that's going to be part of our family tradition now. Yeah. We're going to make tamales and we're going to do that like yeah. that like no you can't do that's cultural appropriation. Yeah. That's so mm. stupid. Mm. You know I I just think that's that we and that's the craziness of this thing and you know it all comes back to this idea that. The more we we keep trying to put people in tribes, whether that be political tribes or yeah. cultural tribes or racial tribes or whatever, the more we lose. You well, know? yeah. You know, if, and, and I think that's why we're, I think people are unplugging, whether that be from political discourse or from, mm. you know, all these things is the loud, shrill, stupid voices are, you know, that we're getting funneled toward the loud, shrill, stupid voices. And so when we can't talk to each other anymore... Mm. And so you, again, back to the political thing, like Democrats and Republicans as Americans have way more in common with each other yeah. than they don't. Now, we do disagree about, you know, some items and yeah. very important items, just like Protestants and Catholics. Yeah. We have way more in common yeah. with each other than we don't. And we, but the things we disagree about are, yeah. are important. Well, that doesn't mean we shouldn't celebrate what we have in common, mm. you know, and, and political parties we should celebrate what we have in common that, you know, mm. this belief in this constitutional Republic, this, this idea that the, of the American, <clears throat> the, the American ideal, you know what I mm. mean? Um, and we just drifted, you know, again, and as, as Catholics, as believers, as Americans, we, you know, whether I, whether you're an African American or whether you're a Latino or whether you're an Anglo, whatever it is, like we should look at each other and go, gosh, we have way more in common yeah. as people than we do not having common, mm-hmm. right? So why don't we just look to see what we have in common, yeah. you know, and well, celebrate that and lift that up. Well, and all that starts with a conversation, but I think everything's True. so, so emotionally, I mean, that's such a cheesy, it just starts with one conversation, but it's like, it is really true. Like everything's so emotionally charged that yeah. we, it, we, it goes back to that. If you don't know where the other person lies or if they say one thing, then you categorize them completely as that, Yeah, you know? And there's no dialogue to be had. We've we've turned everything into an argument of what you believe or what you should believe. And yet we talk about, well, I'm not going to force you to believe because that's what you're going to believe. But then if it's differing. Right. Well, and we don't we don't know how to have we don't know how to disagree anymore. Yeah. Right. And so, again, love your neighbor, you know, um, seek the lost, you know. Uh, but when, what do you do when they don't agree? <coughs> Oh, yeah. oh you're, you you put them in the camp. No, you you continue to love them, yeah. right? You know, and that's, again, so if you do, if you have a relative who's living in a homosexual lifestyle or you have uh, a relative who's living in a, in a, in a marriage outside of the church mm. or you have these things, you don't abandon the truth, no. but you also don't abandon the person. Yeah. You know what I mean? You also continue to live the truth to that person yeah. so that Christ can be seen and known through mm. you, you know, that, and, and you have that obligation to yeah. share the truth at that point. Well, and, 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 but again, share the truth. And I, I said this with the Chris, with Chris Padgett, there's no truth without love. There's no love without truth. Yeah. I don't mean that there's no objective truth, Yeah. but if you're trying to communicate <clears throat> it to a person in, in such a way that you're not loving them in it, then you're not communicating yeah. Christ. So maybe that's it. There's Jesus is love and truth. You can't communicate Christ without love. Yeah. Anyway. So, well, yeah. even, even looking at more scripture, woman at the well, Christ knew exactly what her sin was. Yeah. You know, and, and in a firm hand, in a way a father speaks to a daughter, 
he goes, I know. Mm -hmm. I love you. And there's more to this than where you feel you're at. Yeah. You know, the, the whole conversation wasn't such a place that was loving and speaking from truth. Yeah. And we've got, we pulled so far away from that. Yeah. I heard Louis Giglio talking about that, uh, that passage and it was great because he was saying how, you know, uh, Jesus gets personal with her, right? Mm. And he goes, he goes, that's right. You know, you're not married, you know, and the man you're living with now is not your husband. Yeah. And she goes... Well, Whoa. your people worship over here and my yeah. people worship. And like she totally dodges and tries to bring it broad. Mm. And, and we do that so often. Like when it's, we disagree with each other about personal things, then we start attacking each other about like broad cultural yeah. things. And for me to say, hey, I, I love you, but I don't agree with the way you're living your life. Well, you're this and you're that. I'm like, no, no, no. I just, I just, can we just stay here? Yeah. Just us, you know, because if we want to go fight each other tribally, that's one thing. But if we're going to be people, we don't have to do that. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I think there's, there's, I mean, you look at social media, there's a, a, there's a, a fear of being vulnerable in that way. When you're in those tribes, you've got tons of people backing you, mm -hmm. you know, so you, you tend to speak more boldly. Yeah. Oh, totally. There's that sense of, well, everybody thinks this. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh man. I saw a clip of a woman on an airplane and she was, uh, she was a very angry, uh, pol political <coughs> person. Um, there was a guy wearing a Trump shirt and she and her husband were sitting next to him. He was on the window and they were yeah. in the aisle and she was like, I refuse to sit next to this person, this blankety blanket. Yeah. How dare you? And people like you put his finger on the button and she, she felt like she, that yeah. was okay. Ended up getting kicked off the plane. Um, but, you know, but it was just like, yeah, you can't treat another human being that way. Yeah. If you disagree with him, go, wow, you really, how, how much better would have been like, wow, you voted. You, I just, wow. wow. I don't yeah. understand how that happened. I'd love to talk to you about that. Yeah. To get your perspective. Well, I think this, that was really important. Mm -hmm. He goes, well, what about these issues? Yeah. You know, that you're going to change a heart yeah. that way, or you're at least going to come to a more closer understanding. Yeah. But that, but that's, that's an intimate conversation right. that's 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 between a and b right not a b c d not, against i'm e, the mouthpiece for my movement exactly yeah totally and it, it, yeah it was so funny so this last weekend i was on retreat um with a parish and it was um it was strange <laughs> as a side note it was an all women's retreat and i was like one of four guys um all those women amazing the team that was there amazing i'm excited to see what those women do for the church um but there was this moment um where we kind of started this conversation of how to have the intimate moment with with god oh good i didn't and, know that was going on no that intimate moment with god where like <laughs> like even in adoration you're looking at god you're looking at christ face to face eye to eye yeah you know and and had this moment where i was like we're we're afraid to have those conversations because we don't have those in person. Right. And oh, I'm absolutely. Like, it's why kids take out their their camera during adoration yeah. at conferences. You're yeah. Like, Dude, no, he doesn't no, want to unplugged. be a celebrity. Unplugged. He wants yeah. to be a lover. Like that. Stop making him a yeah. celebrity. Well, and I made this point of like, okay, if I just stared at a person and I stared at one of the ladies, just like looked her straight in the eyes and she just to slowly started to like look away and I go, is it awkward? And the, Hashtag me too. <laughs> and, but like then the whole room was like, yeah, it's awkward from here. And I go, but here's the thing. That moment, there was nothing wrong with that moment. It's more of the fear of being face-to-face -face with somebody and 
having a genuine conversation, a really sharing of hearts in like the best, most authentic way possible. But we're scared of it because that feeling, that lie of like, well, you're alone. Well, no, you're not. Right. God is there. He's reassuring you that in that moment, something amazing could happen. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a strange thing. We're in this position where we are more connected than we've ever yeah. been before. And yet that connection is causing us to be more divided. Yeah. And I, I think as, as believers, as Christians, I think the takeaway from this is, gosh, we got to stop seeing the the tribe and start seeing the person. Yeah. We've got to stop seeing the, the label and start seeing the person. We can't ignore what's happening around us. We've got to get engaged yeah. in the culture. We've got to get engaged in politics and all of those things and be, and be a voice for the light in the world but we can't fall victim to the us versus them mentality. Mm. Well, hey, we've just crossed over the 40-minute mark. I wanted to get in this. Hey, if you're one of our listeners up in the Canadian territories, hey. in Canada, I'm going to be in Toronto in May, and I'm doing a tour of all of the <laughs> high schools in one of the Catholic school districts. Um, I'll be doing like two high schools a day mm. for a full week. I think it's like May 5th through the 11th. Um, but if you're a parish up there and you'd like to bring me to your parish, we do have some evening spots available. And so uh, you can reach out at contact at Everyday Catholic, contact at Everyday Catholic, and we can get you some information on how to do that. So yeah, I'd love to come out and, and, and be up there with you, Toronto. I'll be at all of your Catholic high High schools should be pretty killer. I'm really That's looking forward cool. to it. Gonna, I'm going to get some ketchup chips and man, I'm actually drinking out of my Tim Hortons mug right now. He's prepping um, in preparation. He's prepping for it. right I'm, now. I'm prepping right now. He's coming, Canada. <laughs> Well, hey, the Afternoon Morning Show is brought to you by Everyday Catholic. Everyday Catholic is a 501c3 nonprofit, and we depend on the support of listeners like you. We do really appreciate the donations that have been coming in. And so if you're listening to the show and you like it, you'd like to hear more of it or or just like to hear it continue, go to everydaycatholic.com slash donate and consider a monthly pledge. All right. God bless, guys. We God will bless, guys. catch Bye. you later. Bye-bye.